Welcome back, my beautiful, amazing, unknown fam. Happy Wednesday and happy 1st of September 2021. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope this week has been amazing for every single one of you. So we're halfway through the week, which means we are one day closer to the weekends, which is always a good thing. But like I said, we're also walking into a new month, which is always an exciting time for me. I hope you guys are excited as I am to make some big changes and smash some really big goals this month. Today's episode was inspired by all the amazing conversations that I've been having with you on social media about forgiveness. Um, I would like to thank each and every one of you who have shared your insights, who have shared your advice and your thoughts on forgiveness, how we practice forgiveness, how we forgive those who have hurt us. Uh, I've disclosed on a previous episode that forgiveness really is not one of my virtues. It really isn't. It's definitely not one of my strengths. Uh, I find forgiveness really difficult to understand, really difficult to put into practice. And so I really do appreciate all of the wonderful messages from you all, um, you know, who are brave enough to talk about these ideas and who are mature enough to share your opinions in a really beautiful way. So thank you guys heaps. This episode is for you. I also wanted to make this episode really special, really soft. I've listened to the last few episodes that I've done and it's like classic hard-headed crazy dragon. (laughs) So I'm going to try and make this episode a bit softer, one of those more vulnerable episodes. So as well as talking about forgiveness, I did want to talk about someone really special to me that I have mentioned in almost every single episode, but haven't really shared openly with you guys. And that person is my father, my papa. He is so special to me. And yeah, so that's what we're going to be discussing today is forgiveness and my relationship with my papa and the the type of forgiveness that I do understand, right? Um, Through my relationship with my father. So you guys already know how it goes. Get your drink. I got my cup of soup today, my pumpkin and crouton cup of soup. Yum. And we'll jump straight into the first segment. Okay, guys, before we jump into the segment, I do want to make a few important notes. My papa is a very private person. He is very private. So I do want to make sure that in this episode, I respect his privacy. And I want to make clear that everything that we talk about today when it concerns my relationship with my papa is my experience, my memories, and my truth about our relationship, which is so special to me, this papa dragon relationship that we're going to talk about today. Okay. Words that I could use to describe my papa would be disciplined. He is extremely disciplined. It is insane. He is extremely intellectual. He has one of the greatest minds I know. I love picking his brain. I love hearing his thoughts and his theories on things. He is just incredibly clever, incredibly intellectual. He is very intentional, very deliberate, about what he does. Um, You know, he's very creative. He's very funny. He is an animal lover. Um, But he's also very quiet, right? Well, people mistake it as quiet. But what 
how I would describe my dad, actually, he just, he listens way more than he talks. But when he talks, it means something, you know, it, it really, really means something. Now, as you guys would know from my previous, some of my previous episodes is that my parents split when I was about four or five, right? My papa left when I was very young and that was one of the most traumatic experiences of my childhood as a little girl. My papa was the world to me. He was everything to me. I was so close to him. He was perfect in my eyes. He was everything. And so when he left, it was very difficult for me to understand why he left. It was very difficult for me to cope with the fact that he wasn't in our lives anymore. Um, And I think the hardest part was you know, seeing him go every time he came and visited. So God bless my mother. God bless my mother. She was one of those mums that would let my dad visit uh, when it suited him. You know, she let him visit. And every time he would visit, I would hold on to every word that he would say. I would wish I could stop time to, you know, make the moment that he was with us last forever. And every time he left, every time I had to look at his back as he was walking out the door. Uh, it was hard, you know, that, that was one of the hardest things to to go through as a child. Um, and, you know, I remember, when I look back at a lot of my childhood and a lot of my teenage years, there were moments when my mother and my sisters and I would sit together and we would talk about my papa and we would just cry, just cry. And I thought that I remember thinking there's never going to be a time where we come together and we talk about our father, we talk about this experience that we've all shared and not cry. Um, but, you know, we're, we're much older now. Uh, my two younger sisters under me, we're all two years apart. So if I'm 30, Jazzy's 28, Jessie's 26, we're big girls now, right? Obviously, there's still trauma there. It will always be there, I believe. It will always be there. But... It's so wonderful that as older young women, we can sit there and and speak about these experiences and speak about our father without crying. You know, it's it's such a wonderful thing. But yeah, like I said, my papa was everything to me. And in my teenage years, maybe my early teens, 12, 13, uh, my papa actually disappeared for a few years. And through that time, perhaps because of his disappearance, his absence in my life, and I was going through my rebelling stage, I remember feeling such anger towards him for such a long time, you know? I missed him, but I was so angry at him. And during that time of his disappearance, my sisters and I were hearing a lot of rumors that he had a new family, right? Um, You know, and that was, that was very difficult to hear. A lot of the time it was, you know, when we heard about these rumors, it wasn't delivered in the best way, I feel. But regardless, every time I, I just, every time I heard it, I, I denied it, you know, like, no, I haven't spoken to my papa. I haven't seen him in ages. Like he hasn't said anything about it. I don't believe it. I was pretty much in denial. And, but really, right, I, I just didn't want to hear it. <laughs> I didn't want to hear it because it was fueling my anger towards my papa and it was also fueling my anger towards the people that were telling me these things, you know, whether their intentions were were good or not. Uh, but once I hit the age of 16, my after years of, of disappearing and being gone, my, my papa showed up and 
I have so many wonderful memories of my papa and I going on adventures, just us, you know, just papa and dragon. We had really special moments like that. And so when my dad showed up, it was one of those days. He came and picked me up. It was just us two. We went out to Porirua where his family is uh, or was. Uh, I got to see his mother, my nana. I hadn't seen her for years. It was such a wonderful visit. And I, a part of me knew when he picked me up that we were going to talk about these rumors that I had been hearing. I just had a feeling that it was gonna come up one way or the other. And sure enough, after we had visited my grandmother and my papa's family, he stops the car and he looks at me and he asks if I want to meet his new family. And this memory of that moment, I remember sitting there being almost being shocked because it's probably the most human I have ever seen my father. He, he looked so vulnerable and almost nervous, you know, almost nervous. It was so weird for me. It was like, this is, this is Papa. He's like invincible. He's in, impenetrable. You know, he's not afraid of anything. And he's sitting here in front of me looking like he, he's nervous. Uh, so of course I said yes. Uh, and we drive to this house, beautiful house with a beautiful garden out the front. We hop out, we walk through the garden, we walk into the house. And I know it sounds cliche when I say this, but as we were walking through this garden and walking into this house, time went so slow. Time went so slow because the thoughts in my head were just zooming, like so, so fast. I, I visualized my, my father in the garden with this new family of his that I'd heard about. When we walked into the house and I saw a lot of his belongings scattered throughout the house, I imagined them living a life that I didn't get to live with my father, you know? And questions in my head, obviously there were so many thoughts going through my head at one time, but it was like, I was thinking, you know, this could have been us. The rumors were true. Why couldn't this have been us? But when we walk into the house, I see my stepmother lying on the couch. She had her back to us. I'm actually very close to my, my stepmother. <laughs> I'm actually very close to her. And my papa tapped her on the shoulder. And when my stepmother turned around, in her arms was this beautiful little three-year-old girl with the longest eyelashes I had ever seen. And these little beautiful eyes with these beautiful lashes look up at me and look up at my papa. And she says, Papa, you're home. And when I looked into her face, all I saw was myself and my younger sisters. I, I can't explain it any other way aside from I just felt this strange, overwhelming sense of love. You know, part, part of my heart was so broken because all the rumors that my sisters and I had been hearing and crying about for, you know, over the past year or so were true. But at the same time, my heart was so filled with this strange love for this little girl who was and wasn't us. It was, yeah, it was, it was such a, a strange moment. I fell in love with her in, in that moment. And 
So we go into the kitchen, my papa makes me a coffee and I sat there and watched her engage with my papa, this little three-year-old, you know, making him laugh, looking at, at my papa like he was her whole world, just like my sisters and I looked at him when we were that age. And it was extremely, extremely overwhelming. Uh, it was so beautiful and heartbreaking at the same time. And she was so clever. She was actually so clever at that age, which doesn't surprise me. That's classic. That's how I knew she was my silly sibling. <laughs> she was extremely intelligent. Um, but even how she was with me, when she asked my papa who I was and my papa told her that I was her sister, she was so comfortable with me. She was so comfortable with me. She was talking full on to me, having a conversation. And I couldn't find it in myself to hate my sister, despite how much hurt I was feeling, despite how broken my heart was at the truth of it all. I couldn't find it in myself to hate her. I loved her. I loved her from the first moment I laid my eyes on her. And all I was thinking in my head really was how, how can I make this right? You know, how am I gonna make this right between our two families? Uh, my mom and my sisters and I had spent so long hurting from my papa's absence in our lives. And now we're having to deal with this new type of hurt of him creating a family and living a life that we didn't get to live from him. That was extremely difficult. That was extremely, extremely difficult. And so, you know, we say goodbye. The drive home was very emotional, very, very emotional. And, you know, like I said, all I'm trying to figure out is how I'm gonna, how I'm gonna make this right. And then the closer we got home, all I'm thinking is, shit, fuck, how am I gonna tell, how am I gonna tell my mum and my sisters? They're gonna cry, how am I gonna, how am I gonna cushion the blow for, for my father? And a part of me, actually, when I look back at that memory, a part of me giggles a little bit, because like I said, my dad is an intelligent man. He is extremely intelligent and intentional with how he goes about things. And so I feel like he knew what he was doing when he took me out to meet my younger sister first. I feel like he knew that it was easier for him to reveal her existence, reveal the truth of it all, because then I would be able to go back and question the, the truth of it all uh, to my, my younger sisters and my mom, who would obviously be hurt about it, just like I was. And so when my papa dropped me off and I got home, I remember dodging my mum's eyes because she, she knew, you know, a mother knows, you can't, you can't mess with your mother, but she knew something was up and she followed me to my room, but I, I was I need to go to sleep. So I got home in like the afternoon, shook myself to sleep and didn't get up until late the next morning because I was having a mental breakdown. But also I was just trying to avoid the conversation that I would have to have with my mother and sisters, you know, but the next morning I get up, we have the conversation, we all start crying, you know, it's very emotional, nothing new. And so when I look back, right, the truth of the matter is my, my papa caused a lot of hurt and a lot of pain in my childhood and my teenage years. I have spoken a bit about the, the hurt and pain that some of my family caused me growing up or caused growing up. Um, but my, my papa caused a lot of hurt and pain too, right? He would often put us in difficult situations. He obviously left us unprotected. 
You know, now we're having to deal with him creating the life that we never had with, with another family. Um, but when we talk about forgiveness, I can sit here and say completely, hand on heart, that I forgive my father for the hurt and the pain that he caused throughout my, my early, the early years of, of my life. And the reason being is, we, when I came here to Sydney, three years after we moved here, I went back home to New Zealand and I stayed with my father. I was there for five days and I pretty much spent the entire time with him. And we got to talk about the struggles my mum and my sisters and I faced. We got to talk about the pain that he caused or that we went through in his absence. And, you know, he, he took some responsibility and accountability for it, right? He apologised for it. And through that, through him taking some sort of responsibility, some sort of accountability for it, I feel like I got some sort of closure, some sort of closure. We were able to kind of heal up that wound in a way and build a new relationship as adults now that I'm older and I'm not the you know little girl or teenager that I was in that point in time. I understand that as an adult, the relationship that we have with our parents and our adults and certain people in our lives is really on our terms, right? It's up to us whether we make time for them or not. And that is why I make time for my father. That is why I can say that I truly, truly forgive my father because there's some sort of closure. I got some sort of closure from it. And that is where my difficulties around forgiveness <laughs> come in, right? I feel like, like obviously you guys know, like I said, again, this is not my strong point. And I feel like a lot of the discussions that we've had over social media has shown me that a lot of you are pros at forgiveness. You know way more than I do and you've got something to teach me here. So help me out here. Where I find it difficult to forgive is when there is no closure, right? When there's no accountability, there's no acknowledgement of it even happening or acknowledgement of, um, you know, how you feel when there's no responsibility taken. I am so stubborn. My heart is so hard that if there is no sort of closure, right? My, my heart's like, you need to say sorry. Sorry about the sirens, guys. Uh, you need to say sorry and mean it and acknowledge how you made me feel or you have no place in my life. We're, we're unable to have any sort of relationship until we get some sort of closure, right? And so my question is, is closure needed to truly forgive? Or how do we forgive without closure? I struggle so much to understand that. And without closure, because I'm, I'm unable to forgive without that type of closure, my automatic reaction is just to cut, cut the, those people off. Uh, bunny, bunny, cut, cut, you know what I mean? Like no, like no relationship whatsoever, which isn't necessarily the right thing to do, right? That's very hard. My heart is very hard and, and I'm not proud of it. It's something that I, I want to soften up. It's something that I need help with from you guys. So I would love to to know what you guys think about that if if forgiveness is really possible without closure and if so how how do we do that the other note that i would like to make about forgiveness is or what i learned through the relationship that i have with my father is love is a gateway to forgiveness and when i say that i mean like when i 
first saw my sister, I fell in love with her straight away. And the love that I had for her almost melted away the anger that I had for my father. It helped me to forgive him. It, it helped me realize that he is not perfect. He is not invincible. He is not impenetrable. He is human, right? Just like me. He is human, just like me. He is vulnerable, just like me. Um, and so, you know, I was able to forgive my father and also not blame my sister for my father's decisions, my father's choices. I love my sisters so, 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 so much. And I love my papa so, so much. And I know that he loves me so, so much. So I can forgive him. Does that make sense? We love each other. And so we forgive each other. Okay. That is, is a concept I can understand. Where I struggle yet again with forgiveness is how can we forgive those who do not love us? Like how, how can, how do we forgive those who we love, who don't necessarily love us back? I really, really struggle with that. A lot of the people that hurt me in my childhood, I love with all my heart. You know, I love with all my heart. And I can look at them and, and accept that they're human, just like me. We're imperfect. But because there's no closure there or because I don't feel loved by them, it is hard for me to forgive. Like, I, I don't feel like... In some, some days I feel like I do forgive them because I love them so much. And then other days I feel like I actually haven't forgiven them. Um, yeah, I would really like to understand that. Like, how do we forgive those who we love that don't love us back? That's the hardest thing. Not feeling loved by, by someone, people that you love is such a, such a painful thing to experience, as a lot of you probably know. And so, yeah, I would really like to understand that, right? Um, I find it difficult to understand how we can forgive these people. If I love you and I know that you love me back, it's easy for me to forgive because I know that you love me. I'm, I'm reassured that you love me. And so you care about my feelings. You care about the hurt that you caused. Um, and you're not going to do it again. You're going to take some sort of accountability for it, right? That love is the gateway to that forgiveness. But if we're talking about, you know, someone who doesn't like I love and then they don't love me back, how can I forgive them? Like, I don't feel like they even care enough about me to uh, take accountability for it or understand or even care how I'm feeling. And, and then I, you know, my heart is so bitter and so, <laughs> so hard that it's like, well, you don't deserve my, my forgiveness anyway. I'm doing you a favor, forgiving you <laughs> when you don't deserve it. Maybe, yeah, that's that's really horrible, but that is the truth, okay? I, I'm, I, I try and be as transparent and as truthful with you guys as possible, and those are really my struggles when it comes to forgiveness. So I would really, really love your help with that, guys. Uh, but anyway, yeah, for those who also struggle with forgiveness, I pray you find peace. I pray you know that you are so, so loved, um, that you are not alone. I struggle big time too, right? I, I struggle big time. And so I, I really want to work on that. 
I will pray for you. And I ask that you pray for me too, because, geez, man, sis needs some major prayers, a miracle and an exorcism to learn forgiveness, because this, this shit is just not, not easy. But as you can see, my papa, my father is so, so important to me. He's so special to me. Yes, he caused a lot of hurt, a lot of pain throughout my childhood and teenage years, but he also gave me things to live for, gave me things to fight for. Um, he planted a lot of seeds in my mind and in my heart throughout my childhood and, and teenage years in the little moments that he was around, that because I clung onto them and cultivated them, they have become a part of who I am. You know, they have become a part of who I am and I admire him so much. He is such a magnificent man. He is so humble. He gives a lot to his community. He cares so much about his community. You know, he works so hard. Uh, he is a amazing like soldier of God. I cannot even explain. And, you know, if, if my papa is listening, thank you for taking some accountability and responsibility for the hurt and pain that you have caused. Thank you for uh, helping me heal. Thank you for expanding our family. I can't imagine my life without my sisters, Honey, Sina, Winter, Auntie, and our beautiful little nephews. Thank you for being my papa and for just, just being you. Uh, I love you and I'm so proud to be your dragon and I miss you so, 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 so much. I love you and I will always, always love you. Through all the hurt and all the pain and this crazy, crazy journey that we've been on as, as papa and dragon, I adore the crap out of you. I adore the shit out of you and I'm honored by you and I am thankful for you. So. Let's jump into the next segment, guys. I'm gonna have a little bit of a Terry moment and then we'll, we'll jump straight into the next segment. Okay, fam, as you guys know with this last segment, I usually give you all three or four tips or takeaways from this episode that you can reflect on, work on, put into practice until our next episode, right? But as we can see, I know jack shit when it comes to forgiveness. And I think you guys are actually the pros here, right? Rather than me giving you three or four takeaways, I would love to pose three or four questions um, and for you guys to give me three or four tips or takeaways when we talk about forgiveness, okay? So first question that I have for you guys is, is closure needed to forgive? Is closure needed to forgive? Is forgiving without closure even possible? And if so, how is that possible? How does that work? How do we do that? You know, how can we forgive without closure? Um, I really struggled to understand that. And so I would really love to know how you guys do that or, or to just hear if that is even a thing, okay? Question two, how do we forgive those who we love who don't love us back, right? Whether it be our partner, whether it be our family. Um, again, this is something I really struggle to understand, especially with our family, right? The people that are supposed to love us. How do we 
forgive people that we love when they don't love us back. It's that is so hard for me with both these situations, like forgiving without closure or forgiving someone I love and they don't love me back. I know it's really bitter and ugly to say, but I feel like forgiving them absent closure and absent their love is kind of doing them a favor when they don't deserve it. Um, that makes me sound like a really horrible person and maybe it does make me a really horrible person, but that's just, it's just a sign how hard my heart is, you know? I just find it really difficult to look past that. With my healing and my growth, like I've said in it, almost every other episode, I, I take it really seriously. I really take it seriously. And these are but a few roadblocks that get in my way to true healing, right? True healing. I really want to overcome these things. So how do we forgive those who we love, who don't love us back? I would really love to know. I have tried. I feel like I have tried to forgive those who I love that I feel like don't love me back. And each time, like each time I've reached out, it's it's kind of like over time, I, I just started feeling desperate. And that's a horrible feeling. Um, you know, when, it, when it's not being reciprocated back, it's like, well, I, I may as well just give up. And actually, when I was talking to my partner about it, I, I said to him, babe, am I desperate? You know, am I desperate for their love? And he, he turns around and says to me, no, babe, you're not desperate. You're deprived. And I really don't know if that's better or worse. Like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know how to take that. But I also think there's some sort of truth in that, you know, I've, I've tried so many times to, to reach out and to the point where I started feeling desperate. And he is right. It's just deprived of that feeling of being loved, that true feeling of being loved, you know, that true, like, warm, like, complete reassurance that you are loved and, and accepted by those who you love. I, I just think that that is sorely lacking in my life. I've been deprived of that feeling for very long. And so I've turned to self-love as a way of healing myself, you know, learning to love myself, even if others don't love me. Um, you know, I do believe and feel like I am surrounded by love from my creator, from uh, those in my council, from my partner, from my friends who have become my family, from all of you who listen and share with me, I do feel surrounded by love, you know? And so sometimes I sit and ponder why it bothers me so much that those who have hurt me, who I love so much, don't love me back. I should kind of be content. Should I? Should I kind of be content with the love that I do have? Uh, yeah. Can you hear how much like of a mindfuck this is for me, guys? <laughs> Please someone help me out. Uh, but yeah, I would love to hear your insight on that as well. And the last thing that I want to say isn't really a question. I just want to make a statement is for those of you who can forgive, for those of you who are capable of true forgiveness, I think, I think it takes a like strong, such a strong heart to be able to forgive. Um, you know, like it's the, the fact that I lack forgiveness in my heart and, uh, you know, I'm incapable of being able to understand or practice forgiveness is actually a, a sign of weakness when we look at it that way, you know, in the bitterness that the bitterness that comes with it is horrible. Uh, it's a horrible thing to live with. And so for all of you who 
are teaching me about forgiveness, who are able to forgive through all the hurt and all the pain that you've faced in your life. I just want to like give you the biggest big ups, man. Um, I admire your strength. I admire your strength and your courage and your humility and your compassion. Uh, I think people like myself who struggle with that, we have a, a lot to learn from you all. And so, yeah, please do continue to teach me. Please do continue to pray for me. But just know that I admire you all so much. You're, that Like that is insane. That's that's true strength, you know? But that's our episode. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Thank you so, so much for being here, for being a part of my journey, for letting me speak my truth, even the, the truths that are a bit hard to listen to. Um, it isn't easy for me, but just knowing that there are so many of you who are willing to be on this journey with me gives me strength and makes me feel so loved. And that means the world to me. Okay. So I love you guys so much. Have the best rest of your week. Stay safe, stay sane, stay awesome. And I can't wait to speak to you guys on Sunday. God bless guys. Love yous. Bye.